All right, everybody. Uh, another another week and another episode of Positively Charged Wrestling. Um, how we doing this week, Josh? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. Had a, had a good week of wrestling. That we did. That we did. Now, uh, as of this recording, today is uh, Super Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. But uh, I would venture to say that last Sunday, we as wrestling fans had a pretty Super Sunday. <clears throat> I'd say so. Um, of course, uh, the Rumble was last week, and uh, <laughs> we'll just run down the card. But there, there's certainly two or three things I want to I want to touch on um, because I'll just say up front, I thought this was a darn good show. I, I mean, just overall. Um, so. We get on the pre-show, Sheamus and Shorty G. Sheamus won. Uh, spoiler alert, they had a rematch on SmackDown. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I missed this match. I did pitch uh, a little bit of Andrade and uh, Humberto. I thought this was pretty decent uh, for the time they got. And... Um, then we get uh, the Rumble. I really like the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin opening video. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, and we get Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin, Falls Count Anywhere. This was fine. I, I thought it probably went just a little bit longer than it needed to. Um, but but it was fine. Uh, I, I know some people were complaining about it as usual, but uh, oh well. Um, <laughs> we get uh, where, where in the world did you hear people complaining? I know about professional people don't complain, especially about professional wrestling. Um, exactly. So we we get the women's rumble, and here here's where I want to start digging deep into some stuff. Um, I thought two, two or three observations, and then I'm going to turn you loose. Uh, so Bianca Belair, I thought, came out of this looking like a star. Uh, Alexa, I, I thought, had a very solid showing. Um, and I think, I think uh, this was probably the best women's rumble to date. I thought the flow was better than uh, the other two. And I'm going to say it. I'm not being the minority. I, I think the right the right woman won. I know a lot of people were upset that Shayna didn't. But I'll explain a little bit more about that in a moment. But uh, what, what was your initial thoughts? Uh, well, uh, well. Going back for just a moment on that first match, uh, I thought that was kind of an odd way to kick the show off. Uh, you had like a false count anywhere. You know, it kind of had a – not, you know, Roman Reigns and Mary Corman, I don't – you know, not, maybe not main event, main event feel, like, you know, a huge match. But, you know, being that it was false count anywhere and all that stuff going on, uh, it kind of had a, a main event feel to how they did the match. Yeah. And my, my thought process was if we're starting the show like this, this should be a pretty good show, you know? True. Um, so that, that's where I was on that one. But uh, for the Rumble, uh, my 
my two standouts were uh, Bianca Belair. She had a great show, and um, people were going to be talking about her. You know, uh, of course, your hardcore fans they know her, but now whenever and, and you, you're probably going to get this from me a, a few times through this podcast, but now whenever she moves to the main roster and is on the the main shows and uh, that more casual fans watch and stuff, they'll already kind of have a an idea of who she is, you know, they'll, yeah. they'll already, they'll recognize it. Hey, that's that girl from the rumble. Yep. You know, she was pretty good. And you know, to make that transition that much smoother. So, and, uh, the other, my other hats off is, uh, Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Like, she, she had a good show and, uh, had an injury that, you know, I don't know, a head injury. So, you know, naturally you kind of worry about it, but she toughed it out to the end because she was involved in the end. And, uh, I, I thought that was awesome. Hats off to her. Yeah, and and, and like uh, like I said, I, I honestly, I think um, I honestly think the uh, the right woman won. Uh, the re- reason I say that is I, I genuinely think you can still get to Shayna and Becky without Shayna winning. Let's face it, Charlotte wins everything. She must win it. Just like Hogan must pose back in the day, Charlotte must win. Um, so uh, it, it is what it is. Um, pe- people can hate on Charlotte. She's phenomenal. First ballot Hall of Famer, and she's still going. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I think, and I've been hearing – that and I'm, I did not watch NXT this week. I don't know if this is the case, but I've been hearing a lot of rumblings that uh, she's going to go and uh, buy for the NXT title against Rhea Ripley. I think that does too. Th- go ahead. Uh, you, you on? I'll, I'll come in at the end. Well, uh, I think that does two things. Uh, to to me, it um, it certainly elevates Rhea Ripley right off the bat. And I think it'll elevate the NXT women's championship as well. Um, because I, I don't see Charlotte uh, winning that title. I, I, I can see it being a, being a hell of a match and then, you know, Ray Ripley winning, but, um, but yeah, that, now what, what were you going to say there? Oh, um, I'd, I'd heard a buzz about that, but I didn't know if it was, like a WWE buzz or if it was, you know, some fans kind of, you know, what if she's doing this and, and kind of fantasy booking and stuff. And, uh, my, my first thought process was the, um, where, where everybody got in a big uproar about Liv Morgan a couple of months or well, last month, yeah, you know, where they kind of thought this was happening and then it didn't. And then they got mad. So, you know, I was like, you know, if, if it's not WWE's, you know, a rumor kind of started through them or whatever. If it's, you know, some fans had started it and it's kind of caught on, I, I'm like, oh gosh, the backlash is going to be horrible. <laughs> but, and, uh, but no, I, I agree. It, it's going to be pretty good if it, if it is. Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I think a feud with Bailey would work, but with both of them essentially being heels, I don't, I don't see that happening. So I mean, I really, really you know, let, let's run that. Uh, we we move on with Bailey and Lacey Evans. Um, I said this was a good feud coming in. 
I'll be honest, I thought this was not a good match. I, I thought it was a little bit slow, but they were in a tough spot uh, following behind the women's rumble. So, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Two, two fine ladies uh, uh, doing doing the best they can with, with what they had to work with there because the crowd was obviously coming down from the rumble. Um, and uh, after that, we we bring the crowd back up again with a strap match. And even though they didn't touch the the four corners, like I, you don't want to bore over a typical strap match. I thought this may have stolen the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was this was great. Uh, what, what say you? It, it was really good. Um... The the not touching corners thing, I was kind of thrown off on that. I guess, I don't know. I've, they may have mentioned it ahead of time. I don't know. I may have missed that. Um, I, I thought it was uh, – it, it played out kind of how I was thinking as far as the finish. Well, not the actual finish, but, you know, Brian puts up a good fight and everything, but, you know, the fiend retains and goes on. And uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, had him in the, uh, the uh, yes lock and had the strap yes. around his – uh, face yeah that, that was i don't know that that moment kind of stands out for me yeah uh i think um by far it's the best fiend match to date uh i, I think they dialed it back a little bit on the unstoppable monster uh yeah you know and obviously he still hulked up there toward the end but yeah I think they dialed it back considerably from seven or eight curb stomps and still just keeps getting up. That that was just ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, th- this was great. I don't know what they have planned for Daniel Bryan at the Rumble or the Rumble at Mania, uh, but um, whatever it is, it's going to be good because he's probably the best they've got now. Um. Moving on, we've got uh, Becky and Oscar. Uh, this this got plenty of time. This was a really good match. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I do too. I think this was better than last year because of the story they told. Um, what what do you think of this one? I, I enjoyed it. Um, of course, we we talked last week about that that story and and. That was cool that they come back around to it and, and addressed it. And um, I really like the finish. Uh, for some reason, her uh, kicking her and, and messing up the mist. Yes, you know, very smart. And and it getting on Oscar. I, I thought that was cool. I, I liked it. It was it was yeah. different. So I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, moving on, we we get the main event. We get the men's rumble. And without dissecting this too much, th- this was really. Um, it was almost like a, a, a three-act play. I, I've really been thinking about this because – or a three-act story, however you want to say. Like, I, I, the story they told in this was, was beautiful because obviously with the first – I think it was 15, you've got Brock in there, literally half the rumble. You've got Brock in there just dominating. And I, and I was a little lukewarm on that at first. 
But a um, couple things before we get to who eventually eliminated him. I thought Keith Lee, that was a good moment um, with with Brock. Uh, I, I thought maybe he should stay in there a little bit longer, but so be it. Um, I I'd actually saw online where a guy on Twitter said uh, that he didn't think be it, that the situation with Keith Lee and Brock did anything for Keith Lee. I disagree. He he was. I think he was saying that Lee should have been the one to eliminate him, and that he's like, I don't think what they did did anything for him. And and I'm I'm like your thought process. I think, you know, he he stood up. Yeah. Brock. Brock was kind of you know surprised you know with him, and uh, I, I think it helped him. I mean, another it's kind of like Bianca Belair again. I said I you know I'd come back to this. It it's got him in the minds of the casual fans yeah. too. You know, if- and when he comes up. They're going to be like, that's the guy that went toe to toe with Brock. That's the guy that uh, had such a good show in the Survivor Series. You know, this guy's going to do something. So everybody that we want or whatever can't just come in and beat everyone else automatically, or else I, I'm I'm going to stop right there before I get riled up uh, because because <laughs> that that just irks me sometimes. I, I thought it like you said it very well. It they're not rushing things with him. So we, we get to 15 and Ricochet comes out. Um, and then kind of hangs around and, and out comes uh, Drew McIntyre at 16. Now this, and I'm kind of hitting the high points here, but I thought this done two things. It continued the story from Monday where Brock – Low blow ricochet. What does ricochet do? Low blows Brock. And then he gets Claymore kick right out of the rumble by Drew McIntyre. Had Brock, and you brought this up, uh, had Brock not eliminated the first 14 people, would it have had the same effect? And I don't think it would have with McIntyre eliminating him. So, it was a build. It was building him up, building up, building up. Um, so, so I thought that was that was very well done. Uh, and and we get into the second act of the rumble. The, the the it's it's almost an entirely different rumble once Brock leaves. Um, mm-hmm. And the the big thing I want to touch on here is. The guy we got coming out at number 21, the rated R superstar Edge. Um, it had been rumored, and and obviously we talked about it last week. Here's the thing. This was not, to me, this was not a case of, of a spoiler spoiling surprise. I wasn't super surprised, but it didn't ruin the moment. It, it was a it yep. was a tremendous moment. Um, he looked in terrific shape. Um, I, I yeah. Uh, so so moving on, um, we get uh, we get Baron Corbin coming out next. Matt Riddle. 
who apparently has some backstage heat on him. That's why he was in there for just a cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> Luke Gallows at 24. Randy Orton at 25. Um, him and Edge had a nice little moment in the Rumble and uh, a little foreshadowing there uh, as, as we move to Raw tomorrow night in a moment. Uh, Roman Reigns comes out at 26. Um, I think it was uh, Kevin Owens at uh, 27. Aleister Black, who supposedly was rumored to be in the running to uh, win the Rumble, um, comes out at uh, 28. Samoa Joe at 29. And then uh, Rollins at 30. Um, the final four, after all the dust settles on this, uh, real quick, I want to discuss something here in, in, in all this. Uh, support Supposedly, during all this, they had to call an audible and uh, get AJ Styles out of there because he got hurt. Um, and I think it was a shoulder injury, a uh, separated shoulder, but it doesn't appear to be anything serious that's, that's going to keep him out for any length of time, which is good because – the guy's been a machine since he's got WWE and not been seriously hurt. Um, yeah. So, so the final four, uh, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Edge, Randy Orton. This was wonderfully booked. Uh, Orton gets eliminated by Edge. Uh, more foreshadowing. Then uh, Reigns and Edge are on the apron. Roman takes the heat for eliminating Edge because if McIntyre comes and double claymores him off the apron, well, he eliminated Edge. He's, he's that sucks, you know. But no, Roman takes that heat. Then we we get uh, McIntyre and Roman, and Roman has become this guy where, especially in the Rumble where you're just certain he's going to win. He did it with uh, uh, Nakamura a couple years ago. Everybody was certain that Reigns was going to win. He does the same thing with McIntyre here. Uh, McIntyre eliminates him. And, um, yeah, it's uh, – we, we mentioned it last week that the, right, the past, I would say, three years, they've got it right. The right guy has won. And, yeah, this, this is the case again. Uh, the right guy won. Uh, so what, what say you on this? Uh, definitely, definitely. It's, it's Drew's time. I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Roman taking the heat on edge. I, as we were watching it, the th- my thought process was like, they've got to put edge out before so it can come down to two other guys. Because if it comes down to Edge being the last guy eliminated, it's not the, the winner's not going to get any cheers. You know, the, the, everybody's just going to turn completely on him. So I was like, Edge has got to go out now. It, it only makes sense. And uh, I, I was kind of expecting the double Claymore. But uh, it is kind of cool that Roman did take the heat on that one. Um, and I think uh, the AJ Styles spot, I may be completely wrong on this, but it, when Edge speared him, it looked like Styles landed for Yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I don't – 
I don't know if that's exactly where it happened or not, but I, I do remember as the grumble was going on, seeing that and be like, oh, that looked a little awkward and then going on. So I don't know if that was, or that could have been where it started. I don't know. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed the rumble. Um, like you said, it had kind of that three act play thing going on. And um, as I was watching it and the Brock thing, I had mixed feelings. Part of me was like, you know, just, this is cool. Just watch him dominate these guys and all that. But then at the same time, I was like, it's getting a little old, mm-hmm. you know? And if he goes through this whole rumble, this is going to be like, I'm going to look back and be like, eh, that rumble kind of stunk, you know? But when we got to that midway mark, it all made sense. It was like, okay, it had to happen for, uh, I was supposed to be irritated. You know, that was the whole purpose of the story. And uh, it had to happen for the uh, elimination to mean something. And I really, really enjoyed this rumble. Once Brock went out, like it was, like you said, it was like a whole different rumble, and, and it was good. Uh, the rest of the show, the rest of the rumble was really entertaining, and all in all, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this um, it was, it, it really was. It was just a great rumble uh, all the way around. Um, so, moving to Raw the next night, we. Uh, We get McIntyre opening up the show, and it um, they they put him over even more. Um, certainly, uh, as as he comes out and he uh, he proceeds to beat uh, former tag team champions and, and probably one of the best tag teams in the world in a handicap match. Now, I, I was a little conflicted on this, but I get it. You're, you're wanting to put this guy over strong. Um, but McIntyre beats uh, Gallows and Anderson. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, and obviously, yeah. uh, Brock comes out after the fact, gives him an F5, and, and we're off to the races. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, it's it. Sets it up officially. Uh, I this one. Um, I don't think a singles guy should ever beat a tag team unless the finish, the tag team like kind of screws up, you know, and and like one guy accidentally hits the other one with something, or you know, something like that makes it a little more believable because you know they 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 made a mistake and the the singles guy like um, capitalizes and and gets the win or something like that. But to just have him. Be the tag team. I, I'm kind of iffy on that. I, I, that's one of my pet peeve bookings. But uh, oh, I'm sure it'll. You know, it's done. We'll roll on. And uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't disagree with that at, at all. Um, uh, ne- next up, we got uh, Mysterio and MVP. Uh, MVP returned at the Rumble and uh, returned on Raw to uh, wrestle Ray Mysterio, and supposedly he is done. Uh, this was his last match and a good little send off. Um, we, uh, kind of cool. We get, uh, I, go ahead. I, I enjoyed him back in the day. I always expected, uh, he was the one that I kind of expected they would go further with. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, he was in a feud with, um, I can't remember who he's feuding with, but, uh, I don't know. It was in my mind. I was like, okay, this is where his, you know, this is where his push really starts. You know, he's going to go through this and move up to the from the uh, U.S. title to like uh, 
at least title contention. You yeah. know, not necessarily winning the belt, but and something happened, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, n- next up, we got uh, Alistair Black and uh, Kenneth Johnson. I think it was. Um, quick squash match here. Alistair Black is getting mad, so now he's going to bring the fight to everyone else. Uh, yeah, so I, so I'm all for that. They're they're taking their time with Alistair Black. Um, and Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy versus Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. I honestly thought this they might save this, but uh, don't we we got it on Raw and uh, uh, the dreaded roll up of death. Uh, won this one for Rollins and Murphy. Uh, Digging this little tag team, but I'm still curious what AOP thinks about all this. So, and I did enjoy the uh, the kind of setup that went on right before the match, Mm -hmm. where they uh, they got them to tell uh, where uh, AOP was backstage, so the Vikings could jump them. I I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Um. So. We we get Andrade and Humberto. Uh, supposedly, Andrade failed a uh, wellness policy test. So that uh, kind of that explains why Humberto got a little aggressive. DDT'd him on the concrete, and Andrade's probably going to be out for a month. Um, so. I mean that that explains that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm kind of digging this feud. Uh, so you know, both these guys, it's a good, good little mid card feud. Um, Charlotte comes out. She gets uh, basically challenged by Oscar, uh, and um, won by DQ. Yeah, that, that, like it's like I said, I think um, I think if she does decide to challenge Ray Ripley, I, I believe that's probably a good good way to go. Um, yeah, but uh, we we get um, Mojo Raleigh uh, <laughs> with um, with an offensive lineman. Uh, to protect him and yeah it riddick moss i don't know i i, I don't know what's going on here but um <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was kind of entertaining uh you know just th- just the thought process of you know hey this guy that he's seeing our truth get pinned all the time and get beat all the time and have to watch his back and he gets somebody to watch his back i was like well that's kind of neat and you know, if it if it's an ongoing thing, you know, eventually that guy's gonna turn on him and stab him in the back and pin him. But you know, uh, it could be fun while it lasts. Yeah, I, I feel like this team would make a solid tag team, and that might be what they go with eventually. I don't know. We'll true. We'll see. Um, but uh, our truth did wind up pinning him, and then. Mojo Raleigh got the title right back, and I, yeah, you know, it's is what it is. More 
24-7 silliness. Uh, yeah, you would have thought that the guy would have stopped our troops from pinning him in the first place, though, because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, that, that part threw me off. Liv and Lana continue their uh, their story. We get more stuff from Eric Rowan and uh, what could possibly be in the cage. Um I, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I I know what's in it. You know what's in it. What what is in it? I know I know what's in it. Um, I've got sources. Sources. My sources. Okay. Uh, you know, and these are legitimate sources. This I know a guy that knows a guy whose mailman's ex girlfriend knows a guy that was backstage one time. Well, that's about as legitimate as you can get. So, so exactly. So they've seen the cage. Yeah, but they they saw it and they confirmed with me what it was. Um, it's Christian. Christian. Okay. Well, then that. Okay, yeah, you know, because uh, Edge Edge come back at the Rumble, and Christian is looking at any opportunity he can get to uh, get himself back in to make it to WrestleMania as, as well. So he's hiding out in Rowan's cage. You know what? I will I will buy it. I I think that's um I think that's pretty legitimate, and and it's funny that that Eric Rowan came out right before Edge came out, so. So I, I think there's a connection there. I think you're on to something. See? So you tell the guy that uh, knows the mailman's daughter's ex-boyfriend's neighbor that uh, I I buy that. Uh, I, I'll I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so we uh we get a heck of a heck of a segment here in the main events uh on uh, Raw. Um, obviously Edge comes out and, and I like the, it's kind of an old man Logan thing they're going with here. Uh, yeah. Kind of a, you know, he, he's not trying to dye his hair. He, he's not trying to say I'm still 35 years old in my prime. No, I'm a little bit older, but you know, I'm, Come back for one more run. Um, so, so I like that little aspect of it. Uh, I'm hoping for a 24 special on the network or something about this comeback because I still want to know what he, what surgery he got. He just mentions he got another neck surgery. Now I know yeah. there's been some tremendous advances in medical technology, but I thought he was done. I, I mean, this whole thing was just it's just astounding um between him and daniel bryan i mean i don't know I, i'm i'm wondering what kind of advances you know ha, has come along so um uh, randy yeah they definitely need to need to give us some kind of a in-depth look on this and yeah i'm interested as well uh randy orton comes out they they tease rated rko getting back together um, and you know, Orton says when he was younger, self-destructive personality and edge was always there for him. Big moment going along, uh, then Orton RKO's it. And th- there's a, there's a reason Randy Orton is considered one of the best because when he's on, when he's got his teeth sunk into something, Dude's amazing. I love the the body language, the facial expressions, how he was conflicted. Like, 
I am a viper. I am this despicable guy, but wait a minute. This is a, this is someone that I, you know, who pulled me out of some dark times, but no, I'm still going to do this dastardly thing to him. And, and I don't want to go as far to end his career, but I do want to hurt him. So I, it, I just thought it was a master class uh, segment. Um, yeah. So uh, go ahead. Well, uh, there's a, another layer to this that I, what was it, two weeks ago? Orton did the, uh, well, maybe three weeks ago, somewhere in there. Orton did the whole, I'm injured, possibly going to have to call it, uh, give it up. Yep. Uh, story or, or angle with Edge and then was faking it. And I don't know if that, you know, if that was kind of done purposely to leave, which I know the, the injury, I guess, uh, that happened at the house show or whatever, or what looked like was going to be an injury. Um, I guess that sent in motion, but I wonder if that was kind of, if they were kind of thinking ahead of what was coming up. Uh, so I, I thought that was kind of cool when I looked back on it. Yeah. Um, I hadn't thought of that, but uh, very astute observation, sir. That's, uh... That might be a, you know, tomorrow night, that might be, that might be brought up from by Orton or somebody, you know, yeah. you, you kind of, kind of made a lot of retirement speeches and, you know, Edge has gone through this or I don't know. I don't know how they'll play it out, but. Um, it, I'm hoping they don't shotgun this into the Saudi show. I'm hoping we get the just do and save it for mania. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm honestly scared to death. They're going to shotgun it to the Saudi show. Who knows? Um, I, I, I don't know why they do a Saudi show leading into Mania anyways. We, I mean, we're building to Mania. Like, everything from, like, this point on, from from Sunday on, is leading to Mania. So why throw in this other show, which I know that usually there's Fast Lane or something like that in the middle of there, but usually it's used as a, you know, another building block to Mania. So why throw another big show, which big you know quotation mark big you know it's it's usually doesn't it's always side by side with another pay-per-view and gets all the booking confused you know but why do that when you're leading into mania why couldn't we do the saudi show like as a follow-up to mania or something that's what i'm thinking because money because <laughs> they're getting paid well, they can get money after mania. Uh, yeah <laughs> We won't go down that rabbit hole. We'll we'll save that for uh, politics with I, Josh and Braden. That'll be another another podcast uh, because there you go. Well, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna suggest you know to hear our real thoughts on that. Call our hotline. Exactly. There you go. One nine hundred WCW. I don't know. What, <laughs> I can't remember the number. Yes. Um, because this Not, this is a positive place and and. I, I'm just going to be honest. I, I could uh, could get real negative on that really quick. Um, <laughs> but but any hoodles. All right. So we got uh, next up. We got NXT from Wednesday. Um, admittedly, I did not watch this show. I, I'm firmly in the AEW camp on uh, Wednesday nights. I will watch Takeover. I, I'm still supportive of NXT, but I just feel like um, AEW is the more interesting show and not like um, hating on NXT by any means. But um, 
we'll run down the show real quick. Uh, Finn Balor and Trent Seven. Um, Balor building up to uh, Gargano at uh, TakeOver Portland. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That should be a barn burner. Um, Shotzi Blackheart, who made, I think she made an appearance in the Women's Rumble, and Diana Perrazzo. Um, not overly familiar with either one of these ladies, uh, but uh, aside from Shotzi. Um, Damian Priest, uh, Dominic Djakovic, Djokovic, butchering that name, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, Dominic gets the win. Uh, looks like he's going to be colliding with Keith Lee. Uh, then um, it seems as if we might have our NXT Championship match for TakeOver as uh, – it appears like it's going to be Tommaso Ciampa and Adam Cole. Um, and uh, fast forwarding even more, we get uh, the finals of the Dusty Classic with uh, the Broser Waits beating the Grizzled Young Veterans. I think that's, that's fine. Uh, no, no issue with that. Um, the... the uh, the NXT Portland takeover card, as I said, Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, Ray Ripley, Bianca Belair, Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, and uh, Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights, uh, and as mentioned, Keith Lee versus Dominic. We'll leave it at that. Um, with the uh, North American title <laughs> on the line. Uh, should be a heck of a show. Um, it's a... Uh... It's a uh, Dijakovic, Di- and, and the only reason I know this okay. <laughs> is uh, you remember the ladder match with him and uh, Cole from months ago. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, I, I, I have it burned into my brain of uh, Morrow like saying Dijakovic, <laughs> Dijakovic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So on the other channel, uh, we had AEW, um, and. Uh, yeah, I I thought this was uh, a pretty darn good show. Looked like a good hot crowd, um, and, and they kind of pulled a little bit of a WWE on us, and they, and they start out with a uh, promo segment. Um, I thought this was effective uh, with uh, Moxley and Jericho coming out. Um, little little pull apart brawl. Uh, but still don't know if uh, they're going to put the title on Moxley or not, but, um, but we'll see. Uh, neat little thing I, I, I thought here um, leading into the Young Bucks versus the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, they've done this kind of uh, little vignette feel. I, I don't know. It, it was very unique. Uh, almost like a Lucha Underground. I don't know if you ever watched any of that, but it was um, the way it was shot. MJF goes into this butcher shop, has an envelope full of money, hands it to them, hands it to the butcher and the blade and the bunny, uh, and the camera pans around and they're in the wrestling gear. You know, people can say, well, that's just silly. 
if you do it all the time, perhaps. But I thought everyone, I think every once in a while, it, it adds different feel. I thought it was neat. Um, so, and it gets the message across that MJF hired the Butcher and the Blade to attack the Young Bucks uh, for what they did to him the week prior. Uh, Young Bucks get the win. Um, Nyla Rose and Big Swole uh, still still fleshing out the whole women's division. Um, decent showing here from these two ladies. Uh, we get Cody and Kip Sabian up next. Uh, th- this was a, a fine match for what it was. Um, and then we get more Britt Baker. I don't know if you've seen this. I, I know you've seen I, I, I haven't seen this one. This one I thought was even better uh, than the week before. Um, I'm I'm liking it. Uh, she basically took a shot at uh, Jr. this week. Yeah, she's going after Tony. Yeah, she's going after Jr. It's low hanging fruits because everybody loves those guys. But this is a centerpiece of your women's division. Here's here's the thing. People are saying this promo. Some people are loving this promo. I'm in that camp. Some people don't like it. I, I don't know. Um, you're still fleshing things out. I think when people nitpick at AEW, this company was just founded over a year ago little over a year ago. This company's been on television since October. Now, a year from now, if they're still kind of trying to figure things out, maybe we can complain. They've been on TV for less than six months. They're going to try some things. Some things are going to fly. Some things aren't. They are leap years ahead of where TNA was at the same state. Heck, even when TNA had Hogan and Bischoff and uh, right around 2008, 2009, somewhere in there, 2010, probably at their peak, uh, right right around in there. Uh, they're leap years ahead of that. Um, so, so back to Baker, I, I'm digging this. Uh, very attractive lady. Uh, it's it's going to be easy to hate her um, if she can – keep playing this obnoxious heel role. So, so I think, I think it's, I think it's good. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd seen something online uh, about her. I, like I said, I hadn't seen this segment. I saw it last week's and there's something online where there were, somebody was just kind of playing a joke or whatever, joking around about it, but they said, uh, they think that should be her, like her gimmick is like every time she's out, you know, out there wrestling or interview wise, just constantly, I'm a dentist. I'm a. De- I don't know. It, yeah. It, it 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 tickled me when I read the, the thing online, but I guess you had to see it to get the full. But uh, it was kind of funny. Um. So we get uh, SCU uh, coming out, and they're all wearing Kobe Bryant jerseys. Obviously, super quick, uh, non wrestling related. A week ago today, uh, one of the sports icons of the world. Killed in a uh, helicopter crash. Um, pr- pretty shocking stuff. 
uh, even if even if you're not a, a basketball or sports fan, you know the name, you, you know who he is, you know what he did. Um, so certainly condolences to uh, the family of uh, of Kobe and, and the families of all the, the people involved on in that crash. Um, nine nine people in all were killed. Um, pretty tragic stuff. Uh, certainly, certainly unfortunate. Um, but uh, SCU comes out and uh, decent little tag match here. We get some more dark order shenanigans afterwards. Uh, looks like they're car- targeting Christopher Daniels. Um, so I'm hearing that Brody Lee, aka Luke Harper, uh, could be joining AEW very soon. There's rumors that he could be the the exalted one, the the higher power, if you will. I've heard Matt Hardy. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like they're, they're they've kind of dialed it back. They're taking their time a little bit on this dark order. I feel like they need a leader, uh, certainly, to, to kind of explain all this. Uh, how would you feel about um, Luke Harper being, being that guy? Uh, it, it'd, be, it'd be cool to see him in a, a different role. Uh, he was one that, during his entire WWE run, was kind of, uh, I don't know, he was the same character. You know, I don't, I don't think they buried a whole lot. And... I don't know. It'd be, it'll be kind of interesting seeing, which, seeing him do a little something different. You know, seeing seeing what he can do without just being Luke Harper, the, the you know the white family guy. Even even when he wasn't the white family guy, that's all. That's all I could see right. at the time. You know, because that's kind of all they brought him out as. You know, oh, he's he he was in the white family. Even when he did like a, a couple singles runs, but it was still you know they didn't veer too far from his uh, character. So it'd be kind of cool to see see him do a little more with him. Um, we get a tremendous video uh, next of Pac walking down in the middle of the street in his wrestling gear. I I'm firmly believe this man owns no clothes uh, because he's always in his in his tights. He, I think at the initial AEW press conference, he just shows up in his tights. Uh, unintentionally hilarious. He should be the true twenty four seven champion because he's always he's ready. always <laughs> ready. Uh, in, in all seriousness, this was a great little little vignette. Uh, still coming for blood for Omega. Um, this guy's going to be a champ. He's going to be the AEW champion at some point. Um, sooner rather than later, and. I think once we kind of get some things fleshed out, I think that's going to be tremendous. I think a match between a proper match, proper feud between him and Omega for the title could be just, whew, just great. Um, a lot of people were saying, you know, well, they ran through all the matches, you know, and they had Omega and Pac, but have we had Omega and Pac? Really? Are you telling me those two guys couldn't? crank it up to another level for 30, 35 minutes with a world title on the line. True, true. I, I think, yeah, they've ran through some matches, but ha- like you said uh, last week, th- there's been uh, 
How many times did uh, Triple H and uh, Foley fight before they had the classic at Rumble 2000? So you can run through matches and have a built-in story and then crank it up to that next level when you need to. So, um, But anyways, uh, we get some private party Dar- when Darby Allen uh, versus uh, the inner circle. Um, inner circle get the win. Uh, then uh, we get inner circle beating up um, Darby Allen and uh, I tell you a feud coming out of this that uh, Sammy Guevara kind of kind of attacked Darby Allen. In watching this this little beatdown, I want to see Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. I think that this little attack made me want to see that because I just I think that could be a, a great little a great little match, great feud. Um, so obviously Moxley comes out at the end, makes the save with a ball bat. Uh, next week we've got Cody taking uh, ten lashes on live TV from a leather strap. Uh that should be interesting to, to say the least. Um, and, uh, another, another solid week, another, another solid week of dynamites. Um, right before uh, we started recording, I sent you a, a little video with, uh, more from Brandy Rhodes. Uh, what would you think of this? Just a quick little minute and a half, two minute long clip. I, I like what they're doing with those. Um, like I told you, it it, it adds uh, adds depth and layers kind of to her story that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the the first one where they threw it back to the first episode of Dynamite where she uh, uh, took the bump with uh, Cody and Sammy yes. that I, that kind of blew my mind because you know I don't know if it was again it's kind of like the Becky Oscar thing I don't know if that was the intention when it started or if they were like you know, just happened to think about it and uh, like, Hey, wouldn't it never go too deep into that? And, and they turned it back around and tied it to that. I, th- I thought that was cool. And um, it, like I said, it's, it's adding layers. It's uh, I don't know. I can see what's going on, but I don't know exactly what's going on because of, you know, stuff being in her head. Yeah. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that. It opens up doors and gives different possibilities as to how it's going to play out. I, I like how it, I like how it added the tweets and stuff in there. It, just like with the Dark Order, where uh, that botch from uh, the December episode, where the guy was punching and it looked like he was just punching air. Clearly, um, they added that into a little uh, segment on Dynamite and basically kicked that guy out of the Dark Order for being weak. So I like how they're they're making mistakes. They're listening to the fans, but they're attempting to to correct some of those mistakes and try some things and, and adding the tweets about and, and comments about how Brandy's not that good and she sucks and this, that, and the other and, and how it's playing a factor in all this. I, I think it's great. Um, it, like I said uh, a bit ago, this company's, this company's young. They're, they're going to make mistakes. They've got a crap ton of money behind them. They've got a guy in Tony Khan, who's a, a wrestling fan, they've got some minds there. 
um, Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson. Uh, they got some guys who have drew some money who can say, yeah, you know what? I think we should try this. Uh, this, this has worked in the past. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I'm liking the Brandy stuff. Um, it's, it's different. Uh, one thing that I've noticed, I've thought for years, whenever, and, and when they want to, they still can. When WWE is on its game, they do a, a video package like no other, uh, be it a tribute package, hopping a match, what have you. AEW's got some solid uh, little video people, too, because uh, these Brandy segments, uh, the segments, the little videos leading into uh, the uh, the Road 2 series, you know, whenever they're leading up to a pay-per-view. Yeah. So whoever's producing these little pieces of business, they, they're good. They're good. Um, so solid stuff there. Um, we end the week uh, with... Smackdown, Super Smackdown. I, I meant I, I caught I caught uh, this a little late uh, on Friday, maybe about halfway through the show, and I kept wondering why it said Super Smackdown, but I'm guessing it was because um, I, I, I'm guessing it's because uh, maybe the Super Bowl. I, I, I don't know. Could be, I, but I, I was kind of off on that as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but either way, we get a, a it kicks off and we get a loser eats dog food match at, at the top of the show, and yeah, with uh, <laughs> with the Rose and Reigns against uh, Corbin Ziggler and Rude, and moving on. Um, <laughs> Uh, Miz and Morrison pick up the win in a tag team match. I, I'm just hoping uh, we get a tag team match with Miz and Morrison, New Day. I, I think that seems to be where we're heading with all this. Um, so we, we get more of the, the, the continuing uh, Otis and uh, Mandy Rose. Um, Little little love thing here going on, and uh, I'm really hoping this doesn't end in the typical fashion where we get uh, Mandy being the mean girl. And I would like it if maybe this goes in a different direction where Sonia gets jealous and maybe attacks. Mandy or something. I, I don't know. I don't want to see this play out um, the way it typically does. They kind of went through that with Alexa, and, and I'm glad she didn't inevitably turn on Nikki Cross. And I, I think yeah. that's worked out pretty decent. So I'm hoping they don't go that route with Mandy. Um, Braun Strowman, new Intercontinental Champion. Kind of random. Out of nowhere to the degree. I know he's been feuding with... Uh, with Shinsuke, but um, big man finally gets a title. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, 
I think, you know, maybe a good, a good uh, feud here could be Sheamus. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that could be a good Haas fight. Um, uh, that, that could be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of Sheamus, another win over uh, Shorty G. Uh, Naomi and Bailey. And I know I'm kind of rapid fire here. So if there's anything you want to touch on, just uh, throw your hand up all of the rock and uh, stop me. <laughs> so, um, but uh, Naomi, who, who made her return to Rumble, uh, had a little – Little confrontation with uh, with Bailey. Um, I, I like Naomi. I'm I'm glad to see her back. Um, she's not like a she's not the wrestler that Charlotte and some of the others are, but she is athletic and uh, I don't know. She's she, she's got a likable person. She does, and her entrance. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor. Look up the entrance from this past Friday at SmackDown. It, in my opinion, it's it's a WrestleMania level entrance. There's lasers. There's a Daft Punk helmet that she's wearing. Um, there's. I was just like, whoa, this is wild. But they they pulled out all the stops when she came out Friday. The the lasers was. If I was in live attendance, I think I was at a Pink Floyd concert or something. I mean, it was. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Uh, but um, we end the show with the loser eats dog food match. Uh, Roman and uh, Usos win. They they smother Baron Corbin and dog food. And I'm hoping we can all just move along and uh, probably move into the uh, the the Roman and the Fiend uh, feud that we're inevitably getting. Um. So, not a bad week. Not not a bad week at all. Um, in in the world of wrestling, uh, I think we've got a lot to look forward to over the next couple months as as we build to Mania. Uh, obviously, we got a takeover in there. We've got uh, Evolution uh, from AEW. Uh, should be a fun show. Um, a lot of good stuff going on. A lot of good stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, so, I know you mentioned uh, you don't have anything for uh, this week in wrestling history. Uh, yep. Nothing, nothing on this one. Fair enough. It is Groundhog Day. So, uh, we'll see if uh, the Groundhog sees his shadow or, or there's a dusty finish and he – <laughs> he sees it, but I, oh, upon further review, he didn't. So I, I don't know. Um, Everybody, watch out for Bill Murray today. Exactly, no. exactly. So <laughs> I think uh, I think it's all I've got this week. Uh, you got anything else, Josh? I, I believe it's it. Um, great week in wrestling, and mania season is upon us. It is. It, so, it is. Um, so uh, appreciate everybody I'm, for listening. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Certainly. And we'll see you here next week. Nice guys. Here, see you here next week. Stay positive.